important is a path? How important is a road? You know, I was thinking, Diane and I, every, every day we, we both, for the first time ever, we both work downtown, which is cool because we have the opportunity to have lunch together, the opportunity to hang out when typically it hasn't been like that. But over the last, last uh, couple of years, we've had that opportunity. But what's funny about that is if, you, if you're in downtown traffic, there's nothing that drives me crazier than traffic, by the way. Brad and them are shaking their heads. They just know that's probably like one of the biggest tests for me to, to know where I'm at for the day. You know, I have to remind myself, the Lord's like, Lance, you're, you know, not only are you a Christian, which is the, the, the biggest thing, but, you know, you're a pastor. And, and you can't be, be frustrated and irritated at people. When they're cutting you off and no one seems to know what they're doing, it seems to take forever to get home. Depending on when you leave, it can take 15 minutes to get home or it can take an hour. It drives me nuts. So because of that, it's important to know the best way home. And I can't tell you how many times Diane and I have argued this point. No, I think it's faster if you go this way. No, I think it's faster if you go this way. And... I don't know if you've even heard of this. Some people use this. There's even an app on people's phones that's called Waze. And so, like, it'll tell you, no, this is the best way to go for right now because there's traffic here or, you know. And then I never really seem to know what's happened on ahead because there's just some part of me that says, you know what? You've never known this. too. I know better. My way's better. Or maybe this just, it's kind of a habit, too. It's like, I always go this way. There's like a comfort in kind of going down the same path or the same way home. But Diane always seems to beat me home every time because she trusts what Waze has to say. Well, Waze is, you know, she knows, she knows the ways to go, doesn't she? <laughs> But what we're going to talk about this morning is that we need to trust the way that God has for us. We need to trust the path that he's laid out for us. The path that he sends us is important and we, we can't just cast it aside. And if we get off it, it's important to get back on it. And as I started thinking about this and praying about this this week, it's amazing to me how much scripture there is that actually talks about a path. How important that, that path is. As you, as you look over your childhood even, there might even be some paths that you think about that you traveled as a kid. I, as, a, as a kid, and growing up, I grew up with my dad and my grandparents. My parents divorced when I was six or seven, and I grew up with my dad and my grandparents. My grandfather had this huge hillside that my, uh, my sister and I would love to just, we just explored like crazy. I don't know if you had the opportunity to do that because not everybody has land and property to run around on, but my grandfather did. Had all kinds of uh, just awesome trees, but there's this one backyard area or back side hillside that had blackberry bushes. And anybody like blackberries? Love blackberries. But... <laughs> There was this path that went through blackberry bushes up into kind of these areas. We would have all these adventures and build forts and all that, but you had to take the, the right path. And if you didn't go through the, blue, the blackberry bushes just right, 
If anybody's seen blackberry bushes up front, you know what, what happens. You get scratched up real bad. There's some major prickly thorns on blackberry bushes. But that path always comes to my mind because I always wanted to go through the blackberry bushes and we'd go up this little section and that section. How can I find my fort? You know, as an adult, I went with my dad just walking up through there. And it's amazing just the things that you remember, the things that come to your mind and walking certain paths. And if you could just get back to the path, if you got off track, you need to be okay. So let's look at what scripture has to say about paths, about the direction that that God has for us. And I think one of the, the coolest verses that pops right up to me is this verse in Psalm 37, verse 23. I'm going to read it out of the ESV first, and then I want us to look at the NIV. In the ESV, it says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. And actually continues, we'll read another couple of verses here. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. So let's look at that in the NIV. So Robin Read the NIV 37:23 for me. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who does what? Delights. Who delights in Him? I want you to think for a moment what that word means. What does it mean to delight in someone or something? Give me some feedback. What's that? Happy to be with. Absolutely. What's that? Enjoy. Did you say? It's a joy. A joy to be around. Absolutely. The one who, read that for me one more time. I want to keep it in our heads here. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Firm steps, solid ground, security, the right place, but it's of the one who delights in him. Let me, let me tell you what I mean by that too. I mean, you can think about, you know, I delight in Diane. I love, I love my wife. And when you delight in someone, you want to spend time with them. You want to be with them. In fact, we're getting away tonight, today to Greenville for an overnight trip. That's going to be awesome. So there's, there's an aspect of delighting in each other when it comes to relationships, and that's really what it's talking about when it comes to the Lord. But, but there, when you think of the word delight, though, too, when you delight in something, you begin to learn everything there is to know about it. Let me tell you, I, I don't know what it is about me, but every once in a while I get a different little, little uh, uh, passion's not the right word, but little hobbies here and there. One of the things that Diane loves to eat is, just tell me. Sushi. Sushi. Does anybody like sushi? Never tried it. Never tried it. Bread does this. Yeah, so, well, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just raw fish. Let me, let me tell you, I never would have ever tried it had I not delighted in this woman. 
but because I love Diane, I trust her, I want to be with her, I want to do all things like she does, I remember the very first time, she's like, let's get some sushi, and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and she introduced me to sushi with this, you know, <clears throat> never forget, it was a spicy tuna roll, and and she says, you, you take this green stuff, this wasabi, and you put that on there, and you take this little slice of ginger stuff, and you put it on there, and then you dip it in soy sauce, and then I was about to just take like a bite of it. That's not how it works with sushi. You just, you put the, the whole thing in your mouth, the roll. It's all in, y'all. There is no like, yeah, let me do a little, little taste kind of thing. It doesn't work like that. And so because I delighted in her, I was willing to try it, and I took it, I was all in. And from then on, I kind of like sushi. But, but sushi is, is, you know, it gets kind of expensive after a while, and she likes sushi a lot, and so do the kids, unfortunately. And so it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, Shelby, you haven't met Shelby yet. You will one day. We'll be dragging her with us at some point. She could, like, eat five California rolls. That's the name of a roll that has like crab and veggies and different stuff. But she could just tear this stuff up. So what I always, I'm cheap, okay? And, and so one of the things I try to do is like, if, if there's something like that, there's a lot of money going out to, for this kind of stuff, I'm going to find a way to do it myself. Well, I finally figured out where I could find the stuff that I needed to actually make my own sushi. And when you, when, you, when you delight in a, in, in a thing or a hobby, even, for example, you start to learn everything there is to know about it. You know, I'm like Googling on the computer sushi and, and all the techniques and, and how you do it and what you need. And, and you get all these details. And when you delight in it, when you get excited about something, and it could be anything, okay? You know, what's something that, that you're really excited about, Shannon? What's something, a passion of yours that you love? You could probably tell me a million details about something. What is it? It'll, I'll come back to you. If it pops up, you just say, who's got something? I guarantee you there's something out there. What's that? You love to bake. I bet you could probably tell me all kinds of details of what to do, of what not to do when it comes to baking. But it's that delight. It's that passion that passion for baking that kind of puts you on firm ground, right? Because you know when it comes to baking that if you do this right, then it's going to come out the way that it should. If you don't do that right, the cake's going to fall. You know, it's that passion, it's that desire to dig into something and to know everything there is to know about it, to, to really love it, that it starts to turn out right. And so I, I had the same kind of passion here for sushi. I'm like, I'm going to find a way to save money, okay? I'm going to make this stuff right, but it's going to come out good. And so I learned how to make the sticky rice the right way. I learned the right way to, to cut this fish and, and how I'm going to roll this thing and all this other, you know. I've actually made my own wasabi. I've made my own sticky rice. And, and the best thing in the world, too, is seeing, seeing your daughter, Shelby, for example, just devour it. I'm like, because she does not like much, except Chick-fil-A and sushi. There have been so many things I've made that she's like, mom, can we, you know, and she's like running out to get something or making macaroni and cheese out of a box instead because it's not good enough. It turned out right. 
turned out right. If you delight in the Lord, it says that he will make firm your steps. Delighting means to dig into every detail, to, to fall in love with Jesus, to fall in love with the Lord, to, you know, say, look at what he, look at what he has to say here. Now look at what it says over here. When you delight in God, it's not just that you're a student of what God has to say. You have a, there's a heart with it. There's a, there's a passion with it. Look at what he says here. You know, it's like, I don't know if you've ever gotten a love letter before. Has anybody ever gotten a love letter? Raise your hand. Don't be shy. Okay. And so those, those love letters, there's probably a time you're dating somebody and you had that love letter and you'd pull it out and you just read it over and over, right? Oh, we're going, you know, I'm going to this. You're like, and you're like oh, oh, look, you know, for me, it'd be like, look what she said here, you know? It's like, you know, I have, I have anniversary and birthday cards from Diane that I never throw away because I pull it out. And I'm like, oh, look what she said here, you know? <laughs> read it over, you know, and it's like, Really? You mean that? You love me like that? You delight. What's that? What'd you say? On your birthday. That's what it means to delight in God. Look at what he said here. Oh, Lord, I, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. Your grace, the way that you do love, the way that you forgive, the the, the, how big you are, how mighty you are, everything from beginning to end, when you look at these things, it's, it's delighting in God. And if you would have a heart like that to dig into God, he says that he will make your, your steps firm. Because when you have a passion for him, he's going to guide you in the right direction. He's going to make your, your feet firm. That's really important. I, I've, been, I've been hiking before, and that's probably one of the biggest deals, right, you, is, is, is firm feet. You can, there's a lot of treacherous things. You can fall off the path. You can trip over roots. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. But, but the one, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. So though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong because your passions in the lord he if you delight in the lord he will guide your steps he'll make you go the right direction he'll help you even if you get off path to get back on path that's pretty pretty incredible and so this morning as, as we think about that as you think about following the path of the lord and, and serving him and and honoring him I want you to, to think about what, how do you do that? Number one is delight in God. Delight in Him. Have that passion for Him. You know, it's, it's easier right now. You're in, you're in an amazing environment, you know? You're in kind of what I would call a Christian bubble. For me, it was like Bible college. Bible college, you know, everybody loved Jesus. You know, that's why everyone was there. They were there to study the Bible. You know, it was like, you're just in that, you're in that environment. But there's going to come a day you're going to leave Toby's place. You're not always going to be in that Christian bubble. But that delight, that passion for the Lord has to stay strong. Delight in the Lord. So that's key. Keep that there. Let's, let's take a look at a couple more passages of Scripture. 
This has to do with the aspect of, of, of faith in general. We're going to look at 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Second Corinthians five seven. Let's let's hear someone that who ha, who doesn't use NIV has a different version. Does everybody use an NIV? What version do you have? NLT. NLT. Perfect. Let's hear it. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Mm. For we live by believing and not by seeing. In the NIV, who else has? You have NIV. Oh, NASB. Great. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by believing, not by seeing. By faith, not by sight. What is that saying? Trusting in, trusting in God, that, that aspect of faith, that aspect of trust with God is important because you can't, can't, always, can't always trust your eyes, right? Or what you see or what you think is good. And when it talks about the path, you know, we were talking about getting home and arguing over who, you know, I could, I could be saying, well, this way looks great, but over the hill, I don't know if there's a truck that's been overturned and traffic is starting to pile up and I don't know if I'm going to make it home. You can't always trust your eyes. You have to, you have to have your faith in the Lord. Okay. You know, faith is a, uh, the trusting your eyes and faith thing, there's a, there's a parking garage that I have to park in every day when I go to work. It's right across the street from the mission downtown. And when you pull in, I've, I've got this, I've, I've always had these little tiny cars, but I found this old SUV that's just big, it's, but it's big, okay? And you pull into this parking garage and never forget the first time I pull into this thing, it's like, you ever been in those places? It looks like it's going to scrape the car. And I'm just like, I don't know if I could fit in here. And I don't want to scrape up my car. It ain't new, but still, I want to take, I want to take care of this thing. And I just remember the first time, just kind of slowly, just kind of creeping in. And I'm like, okay, nothing happened. And now, because of that, you know, I just, I fly, you know, I'm, I'm in there, I go, zoop, zoop, you know, in there. And I, I just chuckled the other day. It was a couple of weeks ago. I, I see this, this lady coming in and she's just like, and I'm like, at first, you know, I was talking about my irritation with traffic and stuff. I'm like, come on, lady, let's go. <laughs> but, you know, that's why I'm, I'm crying that on the inside. I've got to get to work. I'm going to be late to help people. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, right? This is, this is how ridiculous, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking that, but then I realize what's happening is that she is just slow, she is afraid to, to get it, to get in to the parking garage because she's using her eyes. Now I just, you know, you've probably had moments like that, right? You ever had someone just say, just trust me. There are times where, you know, you know, something is scientific, but you just still don't look safe, right? I'm telling you, if you just run at this speed and you jump, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it over. Oh, really? <laughs> you're nuts. But we walk by faith, Scripture says, and not by sight. We cannot trust 
our eyes, the things that we see. Instead, I mean, there are things you can trust like that, right? But, but not really. What it real boils down to, who your faith needs to be in, who your trust needs to be in, is the Lord. Delight in Him and then have faith in Him, not in yourself, not in the things that you see. And, and it can be really uncomfortable at times. But faith is, is it's required. It's, it's, it's simple. You probably didn't even think about it today, but you're exercising faith right now. You know, there, and it's important. Not, you know, you, when, you, when you walked in this morning, you didn't come over here. I didn't see anybody do this. All right? Anybody do that? I didn't see anybody. What's he talking about? I don't know. Yeah, it looks all right. What is faith is is there's there's a couple parts of it too, really. It's not just about, you know, assessing something here. I have faith that this chair will hold me. What's that? What are you talking about? I have faith. You don't believe me? <laughs> ah, action. Yeah, faith is it's not intellectual, is it? It's not about, oh, okay, well, yeah, this has four chairs. It, you know, it looks solid. You know, faith, true, true faith, and this is important. In the book of James, I'd encourage you to read that. Um, one of my favorite books. Faith is, you have to sit down, don't you? It's not just intellectual. So when we're talking about faith in the Lord and, I, and you know, to our, to our, we have to sit. We have to place our weight upon the Lord. So as we go down this path, the delight in the Lord and then place your faith in Him. Your very self, place the, the weight, your, your, your energy, all you are into the Lord. You have to trust Him. You have to. We, we, that's how we live. We, we live by faith and not by sight, it says. Let's look at another passage you've probably heard before in Proverbs 3. Five that has to do with trust. We're going to look at three, five, and gosh, there's just so much stuff here. Good stuff. Let's look at five through seven. Proverbs three, five through seven. It says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. That kind of goes to the delighting again too, doesn't it? Trust in the Lord with all your heart <clears throat> and do not lean on your own understanding. So, ah, I think I got this figured out, do you? Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways... Acknowledge Him. 
There's that path word again. And he will make straight your paths. It's about acknowledging him and, and not yourself. It's about trusting him and, and not yourself. Think we got it figured out again. No, let's pull out the Waze app. He knows the ways, all right? And all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And then it says what? Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord. Fear the Lord means to honor the Lord, to revere the Lord, to delight in the Lord and turn away from evil. It's this aspect of, of trusting in him. We cannot trust our own eyes, but we need to trust the Lord, place our faith in him, delight in God, place our Faith in God, okay? It's pretty awesome. Trust in the Lord, not in yourself. That's so key. Let's look at some more stuff. So delighting in God, having faith in the Lord. And how about this? We're going we're gonna to look at this, this aspect of, of wisdom as well. And we kind of saw that in, in that Proverbs. But let's take a look at Ephesians 5. 5, 15, and 16, I believe. Is everybody with me? All right, so Ephesians 5, 15, and 16 says this. It says, look carefully then how you what? Walk. There's that walking again. I'm talking about paths today. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise making the best use of time because the days are evil. And so there's just really simply want to just say this, just the aspect of, of godly, understanding godly wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge. It's the proper application of knowledge. It's using the smarts, if you will, the, the proper way is what wisdom is. The book of Proverbs, if you haven't already been told this, you know, is, a, is, uh, is full of wisdom, okay? Uh, one of the, the things I would encourage you to do, it's probably already been mentioned to you, there's 31 Proverbs, depending on what day of the month it is, read that proverb. You'll go through that in a month, and I, I, it's the kind of stuff that you want to dwell on and think about a lot to kind of get in your head. I've been trying to read the book of Proverbs for a long time, just doing that. Today is the ninth, what is it, 10th, my day off, and read, read Proverbs chapter 10. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of wisdom there. So we need to delight in God, we need to have faith in God, but we need to walk in wisdom. And in Ephesians 5, 15, it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. There is just some, the, part of this is, is, is really use, learning to use wisdom, okay? You know, it's, it's, okay, Diane tells me when she wants me to get home on time, she reminds me to be wise. She's like, please use Waze to get home today. Use the app. You don't know better. Please use wisdom so that it will tell you which way to go and you can get home so we can go somewhere. We're trying to, to do something tonight. Yeah, if you just go the way you want, your old rut, you'll make it home eventually, and it might be an hour later, but could you please use wisdom today? 
Here's another aspect of wisdom that she uses. When, when, when her gas gets down to a quarter of a tank, you know what she does because she's wise? She puts gas in her car, right? When doesn't wisdom, she would say common sense, even say, when you get low on something, you fill it back up. But I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm just like, I can make it. <laughs> have that mentality. You ever do that? You're like, how far can we push this thing? I don't want to have to stop. You know, there's all kinds of things in your life that you have to exercise wisdom to, you know, putting gas in your car, you know, um, if uh, you have to keep the oil changed in your car, because if you don't, then your engine can go bad, right? And they say that you probably should brush your teeth, you know, every day so that you continue to keep teeth, uh, that, that, you know, if you take a bath every day that you won't smell bad. There, there are some you know, wisdom stuff. Right? Things you put into practice, day, daily, daily wisdom. And, and you know, the whole aspect, I, I just remember this story, never forget it. Diane, when she goes to sleep, when she finally makes it to sleep, can sleep like the dead. Okay? Let me tell you why. Because there was one night that I was coming home and I was pushing the limits of the gas tank. I'm on the interstate. And all of a sudden, this, the car is just like, like, oh my gosh. I ran out of gas and like coasted off to the side of the road. Thankfully, I was like, well, I was at least within, I could look at a distance and see a gas station. I had to climb over the railing and trek down through this valley and up through this valley again and walk I don't know how many miles to the gas station then I had to buy a gas tank a little or not a gas tank a you know a little thing of a gas container gas can thank you this I can't spit the words out it's very traumatic fill that thing up bring it back because you know but here's the thing I mean it happened and I'm trying to call her no answer. <laughs> She's sleeping. And you can only imagine what I'm saying <laughs> on the side of the road. You know, the other thing is that Diane always has her phone on silent because she doesn't want to disturb anybody, which is nice, but that doesn't help when I'm trying to call at whatever point in the night. But it's not her fault, was it? Mr. Uh, lacking Wisdom here is trying to push the limits when it comes to the amount of gas, how far can we go? We need to walk in wisdom. When you read the Bible, when you read Scripture, there is so much in the book of Proverbs, for example, that just talks about just wise things. You know, simple things with your life. If you're going to stay on the right path, use the godly wisdom that's right here for you. It talks about how you should treat people. It even has, even has a passage of Scripture that I love that it's like, Hey, it's in Proverbs. I'm just going to give you the Lance version of it. Don't talk to your neighbors too much or they'll get annoyed with you. <laughs> you, ever, you ever have someone like that that's just, you know, just it's always around. They're just talking too much and they just don't have, know when to go away or to stop talking and they just kind of keep carrying on. And you're like, oh, my God, I really have something. I gotta, and you can't get away and they just, they're just always there. They're, hopefully you're not one of those people, right? But it's like, you know, just basic 
common sense kind of stuff. The book of Proverbs has things like that. It's just full, chock full of that kind of stuff. You know, when you, when you think about the Bible, it's, it's very practical. It makes sense for your life. It's not, it's not meant to be pie in the sky kind of stuff. Spiritual truths meet reality. We don't raise our hands and sing to the air. We sing and worship a real God who genuinely loves you and cares for you. And that means something in every nook and cranny of your life, even in using wisdom and getting gas, Lance, and brushing your teeth, Lance, and taking a shower and, and carrying deodorant with you. And, and, and you know, your, your mom ever tell you not to leave the house without a clean pair of underwear? There's, there's wisdom from your parents. Maybe I'm the only one that heard that. You know, I don't know, whatever it was, in case you got in a wreck, maybe you'd be all broken up, but you'd have clean underwear. You know, you, you know it'd be like, at least you're, you might be in trouble, but you ain't going to be embarrassed. You know, but there's wisdom, real, genuine wisdom. There's another passage I wrote down. I don't remember what it says, but we're going to look it up. Psalm, Psalm 119, 105. Let's take a look at that. Yeah, there you go. Psalm, what? Psalm 119, 105. Did you already read that or did you just have that one memorized? Ah, yes. And so... Again, it says what? It says, your word, it's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know how important it is to have a flashlight when it's dark, don't you? We've done some renovating in our bedroom upstairs and our light switch is, you know how those fans, and you can have the light on or off. It's like, it's always off for us. So it's like there's, we've moved things around, so it's easy to bump into and to run into stuff. I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm having a, to need a flashlight, but you need, a, you need a, light, a lamp to see. A, a way to, to light the path. Which way do I go, Lord? What, what do I do here? What do I do in this situation? Your word is a lamp to my feet. It shows the way. It's, it's, it's practical wisdom. You know, this, isn't, this isn't just for, you know, and you're living and breathing this right now. There's a lot of people in church this morning that they're going to take something in and like, oh, that's cool. And then the rest of the week, they might may not be pulling out their flashlight. You know what's cool about where you are right now is you understand you, there's a desperate need for this right now, isn't there? There's a desire for it. There's a hunger for it because in this moment in your life, you realize and see the desperate need for God. And I pray that you never lose that. It's not just for when you're in trouble. The need that we have for, Lord is, for the Lord is every moment. 
It's like I was telling you last week and several weeks ago. I mean, life doesn't make any sense without Jesus. So if you remove him from the situation, you're back to confusion. You're back to to struggle. You're back to trouble. Jesus is the only one that, that, that makes sense out of life because he made you. It fits. It works. He's literally the one, it says in the book of Colossians, that holds all things together. Why would we ever turn our back on that? And yet we do. We think, I know better. I know the better way home. He is the only one that's going to get you home. And really, that's kind of what brings us to our final point. Let's take a look at John 14, 6. You know what? We're going to come to that one last. Let's go to Matthew 7. Ha, gotcha. Matthew 7, 13. Through 14. This is, you've probably heard this before, but let's read it. It says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy path, if you will, the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. There's, there's, a, there's a million ways to get into trouble, isn't there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty wide path. And what this passage is saying is that there's, there's, there's a narrow way, and it might be difficult, and it might be challenging. It's not always difficult, but it is hard. It can be very difficult and be very challenging to follow the Lord. Because everybody, it seems like, is going the opposite direction. I don't know if you've ever seen this picture before. You've probably seen some stuff like this maybe, but like I've seen this poster where you see all this like school of fish just going this one direction, right? And in the middle of it, there's what some people call a Jesus fish going the other way. You know what I'm talking about? Because, well, wait a minute, why is everyone going this way? Well, Jesus says to go this way. But they're all, just because a lot of people are going a certain direction doesn't mean that that's the safe way, does it? And that's the old trusting eyes versus faith thing too, isn't it? God says, no, no, this is the path I have for you. This is the way to live. Walk in it. Just because you see a whole bunch of people going this way, you probably can think of examples on your own of times you just follow the path of everybody else, the easy way, and realize, no, that's a big mistake. It happens in traffic all the time. Well, everyone's going to cut around this way and trying to... I was... The president came to town, what, a couple of weeks ago? And so I'm trying to get home. And they've got like every little possible way home, like cut off. And so you just like, at a certain point, you just start following people. Maybe they know where they're going. You ever done that? Just blindly follow. That's not wisdom. It's destructive. Jesus says the, the narrow way, which happens to be the way that leads to what? To life. 
That's key. Because what it really boils down to is there really is only one way to live, and that's his way. Now let's turn to, to John 14, 6 that you were just at. I'm going to back up a little bit. Let's look at John 14.1. We'll kind of get a little background. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas says to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way. And the truth. And the life. The way. The truth. The life. And he says, no one comes to the Father, to God, except through who? Right. Jesus says, I am the only way. There is no other way. It's not your way or, you know, Brad's way. Brad knows a lot of cool stuff, but, you know, it's God's way. Jesus says, this is the way to go. I am the way the truth. How do you, you know, we're always struggling when so-and-so says this and so-and-so says that. I'll tell you, with, with politics, it's crazy. There's no, who's telling the truth, it seems like sometimes, right? But you know what? When it comes to the Lord, you know he's telling the truth. He is the way. He is the truth. Whew, okay, finally, a final voice of authority, right? As a kid, you probably argue with your siblings back and say, well, mom said this, dad said this. Well, why don't you just go to the source, right? Mom, what is, what's the truth? I just wanted an excuse to give you a kiss. <laughs> Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth. And I love this last part, the what? Life. life. Anybody interested in life? Anybody want a good one? He's the source of all that. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Not a way, a truth, and a life. The only way, truth, and life. Back to the statement I said a minute ago. Without Jesus, life doesn't make sense. Why? Because he's the way. How do you get there? Well, Jesus. How do I know what's right? What's the truth? Jesus. How do I really live? Jesus. true. He is the way, the truth, and the life. This morning, don't let that just be an intellectual thing. Don't let it be just something that's in your head. It's got to be here. It's got to be in your heart. There's, there's, a, there's a 
there's a difference between intellectually knowing something and and having that delight delighting in God having your your whole heart into it having a that's because that's being a Christian is is it's about it's not about knowledge I know a lot about Bible facts it's about a relationship with God There's all kinds of people in church that aren't Christians. If you walk into a garage, does that make you a car? It doesn't, does it? But there are people that have a relationship with Jesus. So a lot of people that know who Diane is, but I'm, I've got a very close, the closest relationship with my wife. It's real. There's a back and forth. There's conversations that take place. We live together. We go everywhere together. We argue. We do all, you know, and, and same kind of stuff with God, even the arguing part. I don't recommend it. <laughs> but when you look in the book of Psalms, you see David saying, God, where are you? You know what? God can handle it and he still loves you anyway. Diane and I have arguments all, we had a good one last night and we still love each other. Because there's a real relationship going on here. And with a real relationship, you don't always agree, but you need to realize that when it comes to God, when you don't agree, you have to come around to agreement if you want life. Because He is the way, He's the truth, He's the life. It's not religion. That's that, you know, it's, this is real. It's a relationship. That's what Christianity is. It's walking with God every day. Affects everything there is about you. And I, I don't encourage you this morning. You know, I, I don't, I don't, you, you and God know where you are. The great thing about following Jesus is it's literally as simple as, Lord, forgive me for my sins. I am following you from this point on. And he does. He forgives you and he says, that the past is, is gone and that new life has come, 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's pretty awesome. Would you stand this morning? And can we pray together? You want to come to the keyboard? We're going to close with a song in a moment. Lord, we... We recognize that you are the way, the truth, and the life. We recognize, Lord, that you are the only path for us. Lord, help us to, to stay on the road that you have for us. Help us to, to walk the path you have for us. Help us to honor you. Help us to delight in you. Help us to have faith in you. Help us to, to have wisdom that comes from you. And to go your way and not our way. Help us to acknowledge your way and to leave our ways behind. Lord Jesus, we just give you our hearts fresh this morning and, and just say, here we are. We love you. Lord, may we honor you with, with everything that we say and that we do with all that we are this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray.